Welcome to Chapter 3 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Cletus Earle, CIO at St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. In this segment, Earle talks about what CIOs need to accept when it comes to data theft, how an organization's size can help drive innovation, and a textbook example of leveraging technology to save lives. Of course, you know, anytime you're talking about data and all this access to it, you have to talk about keeping it safe. And uh, I know that this is something that, that um, you've spoken about, uh, you know, things like cybersecurity, but just on a larger scale, can you just talk about, uh, you know, data security, what your strategy is there, and what are the, uh, the, the challenges that you've had to uh, overcome? Yeah, security is by far um, biggest uh, pie in the sky for some thieves out there, as you know today. It's the, one of the easiest ways of getting access to data, which is a treasure trove to um, individuals that want to use it for um, you know, nefarious reasons. But um, I, I wanted to you know, put a disclaimer out there to say that um, you know, no matter what you do, uh, the information, you, you still may be challenged. And as a community hospital, you know, I have X amount of employees to deal with security. And I have, I work with our vendors. And we do all of these things. We do all the general things that everybody else does. And we, we follow guidelines, you know, uh, federal guidelines that basically uh, help, you know, with, uh, with security, cybersecurity. But with all of that said, there is an extremely high likelihood that, uh, you know, you're going to continue to be vulnerable because the cyber use, uh, cyber, um, uh, cyber theft is their, their fault. This is what they do 24 by 7, and they're going to be ahead of us. So you have to figure out what you're going to do to mitigate your, your exposure from that perspective because it will happen if it hasn't happened already. So, um, you know, one of the things I always say is, you know, you, you have to make sure you get cyber insurance. You know, you, you get that and you, you work with your vendors and you do everything possible to help um, alleviate the major liabilities that will come as a result of a hack or as a result of cyber theft. And that's as much as you can do when it comes to uh, getting ready for the big punch because you know it's coming. <laughs> and right. and that's, that's, that's one of the things. Uh, but... You know, obviously, as an organization, you know, we we worked on. You know, you do you do pen testing, you do you know phishing testing, you do fish testing, you do all of these things. You know, social media. You you try to figure out you know how many vector attacks will it take to bring your organization down, and and sadly so, and and also your IS, um, um, ISPs. You know, sadly so, it's not that many. But um, I just put it to you like this: it's, it's like this. If they they have places like Target or Chase that have you know hundreds and hundreds of of security specialists you know you know that are experts at this and they have knocks and they have all of these technical you know uh, uh, barriers between you know the thieves and their data and then they still get hacked so mm -hmm. guess what <laughs> what does that mean right. little old little old Saint Luke's you know uh, what what luck do we have. But right. the, the key, <laughs> but the key here is again, you have to be prepared for it, and you have to make sure you're doing all the things possible to help mitigate that risk. You know, so that's my goal is to mitigate the risk as much as possible. And I mentioned those things by you know doing testing, 
making sure that you, you have tools in place. One of the biggest tools that we have that we I absolutely love is our data loss prevention solution. You, you know, it, and we keep ramping up our, our, um, the, the abilities of that solution because that's not going to protect you um, from you know, the cyber hacks. But what that will pro help protect you from is the, the incidental uh, uh, threats that you have when somebody loses a laptop or somebody inadvertently sends out uh, PHI or PCI information in a thread of the email that may be embedded, you know, 10, 10 threads you know, previous that people don't know. So these tools are extremely important in helping identify those potential threats to the organization. And, um, and these are the things that I, I recommend if you don't have a data loss uh, prevention solution, you need to go and get one because once you install it and once you put it in place, you'll be extremely surprised on all of the uh, holes that you have in your, your organization that data is leaving. Um, and you, you work with your compliance people to make sure you right-size it because anything else will be negligent. And um, so you, you do those things to help prevent the, the preventable scenarios. And then you just kind of crisp, you know, cross your fingers and um, you wait and you do other things to you know, help delay the inevitable. If, if I'm not putting any other types of uh, you know, discounting the, the, the thought of a security threat. So it's delaying the inevitable. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And you have to look at it that way. And you know, sometimes I'm sure that once you start to really take a close look at everything, it, it has to be jarring at first, how many holes there are, but you need to know that. And then you, know, then you can take action from there. Yeah, I, I was at a recent cybersecurity conference, and this wasn't for healthcare. This was across the board. And oh my goodness, you get so discouraged <laughs> as far as the yeah. battle against cybersecurity. You know, these 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 hackers. You realize there again, there's not much you can do, and uh, and just it's just a matter of the technology. Uh, you know, the, the maturation of technologies and how. People, you know, work with the, the maturity of these technologies. As an example, um, you know, one, one of the common things, if we use NIST and all of these other standards to uh, help secure us, well, the hackers are looking at those standards, <laughs> and they, they understand what your standards are, and they yeah. basically they use it as a tool book. So, so <laughs> what, what do you do? You know, and, and that actually doesn't even prevent you. That prevents you from, you know, potential... I would call it leisure hackers, but you know, like uh, on the, some of my colleagues that actually was compromised at Boston in Boston when they had the uh, the major uh, hacker group Anonymous go after them uh, for right. what I would consider a, a ethical issue. Um, you know, there's nothing. What do you do for that? What do you do against those kind of organizations or a state-driven, uh, you know, uh, threat where you know the you know countries come after organizations and look at soft, soft spots in the, in, the, in the infrastructure. Luckily, it's not as appealing right now, but um, we anticipate in the next few years that will change. Yeah, I remember so here, reading about the, what you talked about in Boston, and that, that had to have been so scary, I'm sure. And any CIO who was reading that was just shaking their heads. Yeah, yeah. you know, you think about uh, potential threats to organizations and the medical devices that are not 100% up to par 
when it comes to security, I mean, that can be a threat in itself. And, you yeah. know, that's, that's, that's just, you know, that's scary. That's actually very scary. Yeah, definitely. But now, uh, in addition to all the scary stuff, you, uh, there are also so many uh, great things happening. And, and I wanted to talk a little bit about innovation, and uh, especially from your perspective. You're not at uh, you know, a giant system where you have all the resources in the world, but certainly you have some. So I wanted to just talk about kind of what, what you do to try to foster innovation and to uh, hear out and, and develop uh, new ideas. Yeah, well, I think of our size as an actual, um, it's a blessing um, because of the size. And the reason why I say that, we're, we're able to be as agile as possible. And working with my CEO, we've, we've decided that we want to be as innovative as possible in this organization so that we can actually show that things are actually sustainable. You know, it's achievable in these areas. And the, you know these kind of uh, communities. Uh, you know we we've put in a few things in place that we found that uh, to be extremely beneficial. Um, so much that you know we have an actual. It's part of the marketing campaign recently that we're emphasizing our relationship with a uh, a mobile EKG reader that we've currently used. And I, I go I travel um, going to different conferences and. You know, one of the things that I make sure if I see something that makes sense, I align that with um, the respective, a respective clinical uh, champion. Um, so when I came back uh, from a show, I saw something that uh, Dr. Topol, who's uh, talked about innovation, I think he's one of the more innovative people in the country, if that's the right. world. Oh, yeah. um, he, he showed this device, and um, I basically reached out to the manufacturer and uh, decided to actually get a, you know, some, some devices in the organization and work with a cardiologist. The day we gave the device to the cardiologist, this is a great story in my opinion, um, the day we gave the device to the cardiologist, showed him how to do it, he went back to his office and he in turn gave that device to one of his patients um, that oh, wow. was a prime candidate for the device. Again, this, this um, mobile EKG just attaches to any smartphone, whether iOS or Android or, or, or Windows phone. And this person, later on that night, he felt bad. Um, the gentleman felt bad. His name is Frank. And um, the story is on our website, and it's just a phenomenal story, a phenomenal video. He basically felt bad. He wasn't feeling good, and he used the device. And he saw the device, gave him a reading, gave him the output, which is the EKG output. He, in turn, sent that, that output to the doctor. His name is Dr. Patel. Dr. Patel, in turn, interpreted the EKG and was concerned, had the person come to the office, confirmed, because this is the first time he used the device, you know, doctor, you know actually you know, confirming what was happening. He saw what right. was happening as a result of this EKG and realized that the patient was actually in AFib. And oh as a result, send that patient, instead of sending that patient to the ED, send that patient to the cardiac cat facility, shock the patient so that the heart rate can go back into normal arrhythmia. Um, that's a huge uh, part of innovation. Right. And that was, it, it, it basically saved Frank's life. And that's, a, that's amazing because what we ended up doing by a result of just taking something that we saw bringing it in, making sure it was done, it showed how you can actually 
uh, use the size of an organization to be agile enough to, to, to take action. And that prevented a, what would normally occur, you know, somebody would not feel well, they didn't know what to do, but it'll take a couple of days, and by the time they, that uh, AFib, you know, goes in and it's been around for a few days, the doctor would now have to put that person on thinner and be admitted and all of these things. But we, we prevented a readmission, we prevented a mission or a readmission, depending on how long Frank was there before, and then sent that patient back home that very day after the patient was shocked. And he actually, Frank, ended up going back to work the same day when he went back home. That's an amazing example of using technology to help foster uh, a better outcome for our, our patients' lives. Um, yeah. Huge, huge success from that perspective. Um, ever since that, we and, – and, and by the way, those devices that we purchased, we actually worked with our payer, one of our payers, and they actually paid for those devices. And, and, you know, so they gave, yeah, they gave us the, the, a, a, a small, you know, uh, uh, purchase of these devices, and we were able to turn that around. So talk about using the payer, the provider, and the hospital and uh, coupled with technology in order to help foster a better outcome. That's innovation in my eyes, and that's what we see, you know, we're, we're doing this more and more and more. So we're very excited for using, you know, technology here, and uh, luckily I have, uh, exec team that you know, and and a board that actually helps foster that and uh, pushes it forward. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening to this podcast from HealthSystemCIO.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at HealthSystemCIO.com/podcast.